Shields up! Red alert! This podcast contains offensive language, adult themes, and most likely references to adult stuff. And there's Picard spoilers at the end. Listener discretion <laughs> is advised. Boom. If you're looking for a burger and fries, a Kit Kat, a five dollar <laughs> shake, <laughs> or a first class ticket out of this three ring shit show, <laughs> this, this is not, is the, not podcast the podcast for you. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sarah. That's Haley, and we're here to win the twist dance competition. Out. We'll shake it up, baby. Now, <laughs> hi, hi. Talk to me. Talk to Talk me. To hey, me. Talk to me. What's, What's going that on? from? Talk to me. Uh, I don't know. Probably a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Um, John's slowly starting to realize that I've grown my entire personality out of characters from Friends. The Simpsons, Archie Comics, and Alexis. Alexis. From Schitt's Creek. Where I, um, so I, we went out to breakfast with some of his extended family on the weekend. And I guess Alexis is, uh, she comes out when I get nervous. So my, <laughs> my hands were, my hands were up and out like the entire time. And he was like, please stop, please stop. Oh, he's just like <sighs> slowly like lowering them like until he did. Nights. He did. Like it was like the, yeah, the hand yeah. over top of the hand, but good to see ya. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's always good to see you. Oh my God. It's been a, it's been a week. It's been a few weeks. In a couple oh, weeks, but we, it's, yeah, we, we had a little bit of a break in between our recordings. But yeah. I know we have another one scheduled for like two or three weeks from now, so that's awesome. Totally, because I got to watch more Star Trek. Oh darn! <laughs> I hate that show. I hate that show. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've got nothing major to report. I mean, we've already talked a little bit about how I had the nice scare and stress of my dad having to be rushed to the hospital to get a pacemaker put in, but now his heart's beating better than ever and I can't stop him or slow him down. So now I got to deal with that. The opposite end of the spectrum. Um, but I've signed up for some shit that I'm pretty excited about. I've started my golf um, <gasps> lessons with an Olympic, not Olympic, with a, like a professional, like women's golfer at Olympic. Yay. I had my first class. It was awesome. Really nice, fun group of ladies that are taking it. Nice. It's on Wednesday nights. Uh, I've signed up for, aqua zumba for every Ooh. monday may june july august through the wanda fuca rec center because i don't really think they're doing their like aqua fit at night anymore they only want to oh. do like a sign up so they can get numbers because they have all their aqua fit classes during the day when i'm like i work oh yeah so monday nights from seven to eight i'm gonna be at pool and i'm gonna try out a spin cycle class on thursday nice and i'm signing up for my reiki level one Masterclass. Love. At the end of May. Dude. But I'm just waiting to see if I make enough money at the toy show this weekend to pay for the class because I've been well, yeah. spending a lot of money because I have booked all of STLV. <sighs> oh my God. Where are you going to stay? I'm staying at the Rio because it's at the Rio. It's at the Rio. And I, it's at the Rio uh, for the last uh, time, apparently. Let's hope so. Yeah. 
Um, I like that that's somewhere though off the strip where everyone's kind of forced to be in the same place. Because at Bally's, it was a nightmare to try and like run into people, and Bally's was a shit box. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, yeah, I booked my flight. I booked, got my ticket. I got a copper pass, so you get a free coin. So, well, not free. You pay for it. But I was just like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm just gonna book it. Just me going by myself. But the room's got space so that if anybody. And I buy anybody. I mean, you or Brad decide you want to fly out to Vegas. <laughs> you're welcome to stay with me. I don't want some random asshole staying in the room. No, totally not with my. <laughs> you're already there. Just kidding. Oh my uh-huh. god, brutal! Uh-huh. Ow! Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, just kick me when I'm down after the week I've had. I know, cool. No kidding, eh? Uh, Brad did the same uh, thing yesterday. He's like making a joke. Like, you chose that because you're an idiot. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's actually a really <laughs> asshole. I'm like. What the fuck? Like everyone, what's going on? You start using like real words where it's like, oh, I'm an I'm an idiot. Okay? Oh, I'm an oh, I'm an asshole. Fine, fuck. Right. Dennis Leary Turns- was right. Him and I have that um, no, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of broke from booking all that, but um, yeah, we also did just get a raise. So and I got money coming back on my taxes. So noise, noise, noise. Yeah. Other than that, um. The Patreons already get to hear about the TV show, uh, with the, all the stuff we're into. Um, oh my god, I, I got, know. I got nothing else really. I mean, I got. I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about today for Star Trek. We so will. I'm yeah, I'm kind of just ready to push right on and talk about some of our sponsors. Me too. I'll I'll just quickly say that I went to Whistler. It was great. Oh I, yeah. I just pretended to fit in because I didn't ski, but I just wore ridiculous colors. And it was like, I totally just fit in great. It was awesome. I also started like hammering down these Corona sunbrews, which are like 0%, but they have vitamin D in them. So, you know, it's like a health drink anyway. So that was great. And then otherwise, like I've been going to my mindfulness class, which is awesome. I love it. Only like I cannot complete a class without fucking crying my face off and no one else is crying. And I always have a full face of makeup because I think it's going to be okay. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Where is it? It's just around the corner from like where I live in like this art studio and we all sit in a big fucking circle on cushions and shit. And um, it's like two hours and it's awesome, but it's like turning inwards and like, I don't know, being self, like having self-compassion and being kind to yourself. And I'm just like, why would, why? The way the way I'm treating myself is working so so well so far. Um anyway, yeah, so that's all I got. Let's move on. All right. Hey friends. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Fansets. This group is always putting out fantastic new Star Trek pins and other great products on their website, fansets.com. Just to list a few, just to list a few of the coolest pins ever, because I went snooping on their website again. There's like the complete season one of Lower Decks. There's Star Trek Picard dog tags. There's the <gasps> Women of Trek collection. Like, there's so much cool stuff. And there's always new stuff coming out. So go check them out. Put Trek Geeks in the discount code at checkout. And then eagerly await the arrival. Fan sets. Our pins have character. Absolutely. They do. Did we just get our notification that we're running out of time? Oh, we got nine minutes. What can we do in nine minutes before we have to deke out of here? In nine minutes, um, I could do the synopsis. Oh, my God. You want to? Yep. Oh, I'm so excited. What did we watch? We watched the first duty. <laughs> <laughs> duty. Are we ready? We're so ready. 
Let's do it. The Enterprise is en route to Earth to present something. Who cares? All that matters is Wesley is going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Wesley. Uh, Wesley. They are about 10 hours away and they let Starfleet know. Picard reminisces about Admiral Brand and calls her a formidable woman. She is requesting a private convo with Jean-Luc. He goes to his ready room. She says there's been an accident and she prefaced it by saying that Picard is a close friend of the Crusher family. What does this mean? (gasps) And then I say that, ha ha, the episode is called first duty, duty, (laughs) ha ha. (laughs) Duty, ha ha. Picard explains to Beverly what's happened to Wesley. Second degree burns and multiple fractures, but he's going to be fine. Beverly doesn't seem to give a hoot that he's been hurt. She looks fucking sedated (laughs) and kind of smiles about it. I suppose there's no correct way to react to something like this, which is ultimately nothing at all. I like it when they're back on Earth, just generally speaking. I like Earth-based episodes. Admiral Brand, uh, there's an like a massive close-up of her face. <laughs> it's like not necessary. <laughs> she says that there's a two com- that two command level officers are investigating an accident that involved Wesley's injuries, and the inquiry is at 3 p.m. Um, Commander Albert is a weird-looking guy, and I feel bad saying that after learning his son died in the accident. <laughs> <laughs> The commencement ceremony, the the commencement ceremony, the reason Picard is there on Earth will continue. Wesley is in a room playing with an arm thing to help his fracture heal. Everyone is subdued. Am I missing something? Like everyone (laughs) in this episode is like very slow, very quiet. Anyway, and then Tom Paris comes in (laughs) and I'm like, hey, that guy's in another uh, like another series, but I don't think it's the same character. And I uh, confirm it is not. Some dude named Locarno, like cadet, and he goes, "I've never lost anyone under my command before." And John's like, "Get used to it. It happens all the time." <laughs> <laughs> Wesley and Tom Paris talk about the inquiry, and it makes me think they're covering something up. Picard meets up with the groundskeeper, who doesn't seem to feel the same fondness for Picard <laughs> as he does for him. The grounds- I just that was so brutal. The groundskeeper says he knows all the officers involved in the accident. Who but who cares? That never amounts to anything. And if it does, then I forget. At the inquiry, Tom says some things to explain what happened. It makes me think that we've not seen a heck of a lot of inquiries yet. Basically, every episode of Star Trek of any of the series would warrant one. <laughs> There should be a new series called Law and Order S-T-R-F-L-T, Starfleet. Starfleet. The Vulcan is Mr. Littman from Seinfeld. (sighs) They say the inquiry will continue when they have the flight recorder. They shouldn't have started the inquiry without it, but whatever. Tom Paris says to Wesley that everything is fine. And then I sit back and I'm like, what the hell is the first duty? Because like that's the name of this episode. What is it? Back on the on the ship, Picard asks Jordy and Data if they can help determine what happened, and somehow Starfleet has approved the physical evidence and something else to be examined by the Enterprise crew. Conflict of interest! Uh, hello? Yeah. The team goes over the accident, saying that if they were to tell them what happened um, in the inquiry, they'd have to turn in their uniforms. And then I write, this is a boring-ass episode. What a dud. A Wesley episode? That's a dud? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> Josh's dad, the guy that Josh is the guy who died. 
Josh's dad comes in to give Wesley his sweater that was left in his son's room. I guess they were skiing in Calgary of all places. <laughs> Fucking, we were skiing in Calgary, like of all the places in the world, in the galaxy. Then Josh's dad talks about Josh and says that he knows the crash was his son's fault and that everyone could have been killed and he apologizes. Mm. Then at the inquiry part two, Wesley narrates over the flight recorder. I still don't really know what happened. But then we hear that they were trying to do a Jaeger loop. And this is probably named after Chuck Jaeger, who was a test pilot at the U.S. Air Force, who was the first pilot in history to go faster than the speed of sound. And oh. he was an ace in WW2, which is World War II, uh, or a shortened version of it, which I wrote down. Um, um, I thought maybe Jaegermeister. So what do I know? Also that. Different spelling. He shot down five enemy pilots in one mission. That's a pretty big deal. Whoa. Boo, 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 boo. That was the fifth one. Littman finds a screen cap that disproves Wesley's story. And Wesley's like, uh, I cannot explain this. <laughs> and and Beverly, Beverly's like, it's going to be okay, but it's weird that you look like you're lying. And Wesley's like, stay out of it, mom. God. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) You can't handle the tooth. (laughs) On the Enterprise, Data and Jordy can't figure out what happened. John suggests that the team was showboating. And it turns out that they were. They were trying to do a Colvord Starburst, a band activity. And the whole idea was to leave a legacy for Tom Paris. Whoa, Wesley just said he didn't want to say something when Picard asked him a question. I guess this was a big deal to me. Still wondering <laughs> what the first duty is. Is that, is that what happens after your morning coffee? Poop joke. <laughs> <laughs> the card basically tells uh, wesley that he knows what happened and then he tells him that the first duty is from the picard song uh the about telling the truth there you go the first duty of any starfleet officer is to tell the truth Uh, something and you know horrible truth um wesley tells tom paris that he's concerned and tom is just like hang on a little longer and wesley's like i'm gonna tell them what happened and tom's like you don't get to decide what happens to us and then he tries to play the friend card and then he tells him to resign fuck off friends don't treat friends like that and wesley's on to him at the inquiry it comes out that either the data is faulty or the team is lying about what happened but there's no proof of either so the investigation is closed and the finding is limited to reprimands on permanent records revoking flight privileges which is fucking stupid because why would you want to like revoke flight privileges of people that you've like trained doesn't matter wesley stands up even though the inquiry is closed (laughs) he sets the record straight which reminds me i love a man who follows the rules (laughs) nerd Picard comes up to Wesley after and basically says, you fucked up, and then the episode is over. The end. The end. <laughs> With two minutes to spare, which Did is it. perfect because I have a side note that I forgot to bring up in our roundtable because I told Bill I would I was going to say this on the show. I was going to call myself out for being a fucking idiot. Uh-oh. An asshole. An idiot. Oh, what an asshole. Apparently I am. We were talking and talking about like different captains that have you know momentarily taken over on the enterprise for different things and i was like i wrote oh i always love the guy that took over when picard was taken by the romulans he was dope it was jericho right he's like it was jellico and it was the cardassians and i was like oh fuck me (laughs) he's like you're supposed to be the tng episode we did that episode but i forgot it was i think you kept saying jericho chief of command is chain of command i said chain 
All right. Well, it's my tinnitus. Okay. <laughs> Asshole. So like, oh, the Romulans got paid. And he's like, it's the Cardassians. You're supposed to be the specialists of TNG. You fail. You're fired. Ah. Well, don't leave it to me. You're fired. The Wesley, the Wesley girl. I just was like so embarrassed by that because That's I was like, so funny. Jericho, Jellico. It's the same thing. I I'm sure I called him Jericho in it, and yeah. I probably called him a Kardashian. So he was awesome. I mean. That's that's the four lights one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. It was very good. All right. We'll talk about this episode when we come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Hi. We're back. Hey. Whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Did you miss us? Did you? Did you take a bathroom break? What'd you guys do? Where'd you I go? didn't I didn't take a bathroom break. I didn't have time. You didn't Where'd allow you us the time. You want to take one? Go. No, I don't want to take one, but I do have a question for later, either on the podcast or not. I just want some spring cleaning tips. Your, your, your spring cleaning and organizing tips for my kitchen in particular. Um, are you thinking about organizing like utensils, plates, food? Yes. yes. Everything needs to be. So I have like one of the reasons I wanted this place was because of all of the storage in the kitchen. It's stupid. It's there's so much. And so everything is fucking full. Everything keeps moving because I like to move things um, and nothing has any rhyme or reason. So I I'm just curious about your thoughts now or later. It doesn't matter. Anytime. I would look at Pinterest for some ideas. And then do some shopping on Amazon because <gasps> if you need yes. baskets or you need like like pot lid holders and like slide out things, you can find all of those. And then watch like Marie Kondo or whatever her name was. Who like yep, there you go, sold perfect. Um, that'll be You're forty smart. bucks. I'll Venmo it to you. Sure, we have Venmo. Do we? I don't use it. I've never heard of it. Okay, so let's talk about this episode. Um, not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, Wesley attempting to be a bad boy is not convincing. Uh, when he no. says to Picard, I choose not to answer, you can tell he was like quaking in his Starfleet issued underoos big time. Um, any attempt to make Wesley tough or a punk failed, yeah. in my absolute honest opinion. Uh, I do like Robert Duncan McNeil in this episode, and I love that this episode showcases the Bajoran girl that goes on to star in the episode Lower Decks, which is my favorite episode in the final season. Oh, she's in it. Cool. Uh-huh. And uh, Daddy Picard and his tough love, though, is kind of hot. Uh, I think secretly Picard might be a bit of a spanker in a kinky romantic mm. way because he seemed to really just love chewing out that kid and just kind of getting all like, yeah. It was good. That was the only good part. Other than that, I thought I I, I remember this episode being better. Yeah, I uh, I don't really remember this episode. Uh, my one note, other than the synopsis and my comments in that, is that the episode sucked. I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was a real push to try and make Wesley out like some sort of badass, and really like the whole premise was dumb. Yeah, people make mistakes all the time. That kind of behavior should have been sort of run of the mill. Yeah, someone yeah. died, but like, I'd like yeah. to see their mortality reports just generally year over year. You know, you know what I'm going to say though. <coughs> I don't know if you've pre-read for our trivia goofs and fa- fast facts. 
No. But there's, okay, well, we're going to move to those right now. And you're going to be the first, you're going to start. But I found this part more interesting than the episode. Okay. So okay. I might let you start. And uh, I think some of the first few are a little bit like whatever, little fast facts. But there's a couple in here that are like, whoa, really okay. interesting. So Excellent. Well, let's move into it then, as I like to say. Locarno's character would lay the framework for the role of Tom Paris in Star Trek Voyager to the extent that the same actor, Robert Duncan McNeil, would play the role. Locarno was supposed to be on Voyager instead, but various legal issues like having to pay royalties to the writers of the first duty for every single episode of Voyager, Locarno would appear in made the idea unworkable. So they turned him into a different character. Tom Paris's background and personality were based in part on Locarno. Well, how about that? I had no idea here. I thought they were just being fucking lazy, right? But it's just people who were being greedy. Exactly. And then people are being cheap. <laughs> yeah. Just pay them. Just pay them. I know. Uh, this episode was screened for cadets of the United States Air Force Academy as an illustration of the honor code students were expected to observe. <laughs> Sorry, are you don't have anything better in any movies. Kidding? <laughs> oh, I know. no way. It's probably just in months. what year for what purpose? <laughs> I know. Was it on April 1st? Because- if you're one of those former Air Force Academy members and you're listening right now, call us. I want to know about this we want to hear from you yeah how did this impact your honor system yeah wesley has a model of the original enterprise from star trek in his quarters it was a pewter and gold replica that the franklin mint issued in the late 1980s well how the hell did he get it what if this story takes place in the year 2368 and jean-luc picard graduated with the class of 2327 that would make him between 60 and 65 years old at the time of this story when Picard confesses mm. to Boothby that he once considered Boothby a cranky old man, Boothby observes that he was then about the same age that Picard is now. That would make Boothby somewhere between 100 and 110 years old, which is reasonable given advances yeah. in medicine by the 24th century. It also means that Boothby was probably a young child when Jim Kirk and his crew were exploring the galaxy in Star Trek. Good point. Good point. Also, still working at 100 or 110. Yeah. And and also, like I'm not gonna get into it, but like they don't need the they don't need a groundskeeper. This is the first appearance of Starfleet Academy filmed on location at the Tillman Water Reclamation Plant and Japanese Gardens and also home of actual Starfleet Academy. This is not (laughs) the only fictional fictional quote unquote (laughs) educational institution to be filmed there. Just before this, it was used for the campus of Bill and Ted University in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Never seen it. Wow. All right, I got mine, and then the next one I'm so interested for your reaction. Okay. Uh, Robert, Dun- Robert Duncan McNeil said in an interview that although Paris and Locarno may be similar, they're actually quite different. Paris seemed unpleasant and self-serving, but deep down he was a good person. He just made some bad choices that led to some unfortunate consequences. Locarno, on the other hand, while nice and charming on the outside, was actually a really nasty person on the inside. Yeah, I yeah. can pick that up. Okay, blind reaction. An early draft of the script called for less... <gasps> Called for Wesley to commit suicide right in front of Picard. What? Just I after know. Jean, just after Jean-Luc seconds that nobody will ever let Wes forget about the scandal, either at the Academy or at his eventual graduation. Oh. Picard later confronts Jean Hayar, Hay- um, Hay- uh, Lipman, and Cito Jaxa, Yaxa at a memorial service for Josh Albert and Wesley. 
<gasps> Jean-Luc tells the girls there's nobody among us who hasn't been young enough to at least make one at least make at least one mistake. Josh was your mistake, Wesley was mine. <gasps> Picard then admits not to to okay, Picard then admits to feeling sure that he could be as capable and effective as a mentor as Boothby but was not. Yeah, true. Afterwards, Jean-Luc gazes at the sky overhead and tearfully murmurs for Jack, his good friend and Wes's late father, to forgive him. Ultimately, the producers decided against this ending because they considered it much too depressing. Could you imagine if they had filmed that? Like, in this episode where you're, oh, Wesley's back, and then he, like, kills himself, like, shoots himself or something in front of Picard. That would have been so dark. But it would have been so badass at the same time. Not badass, but it would have been He would have gone down in history as a cool character. Succession what? Yeah, no dope. No, that would have been really depressing. I think that would have been too extreme. But I just, the fact that they shared this on Internet Movie Database, I thought was really interesting. Wow. I know. And then this other one, another early draft concluded with uh, Nova Squadron's entire plight finally revealed as a single long interactive holodeck simulation like the infamous Kobayashi Maru scenario. This one is designed to gauge a cadet's skills at improvising and adapting in view of a situation with few choices or options, all of which end in varying degrees of catastrophe. Being Wesley, he outscores all four of his classmates on the Nova Squadron scenario. After being congratulated by family and friends, Wes generously offers to help prepare Gene and Cito and Nick and Josh for their second attempt this draft was never used since the producers found it overly similar to rod sterling's twilight zone pilot the twilight zone where is everybody 1959 i don't think that i would i don't think that i would call that something necessarily bad but okay that's a cool idea though too the kobayashi maru but i think between the three of those things i like where it landed me too um he fucked yeah mostly because yeah And there were elements, definitely, of Picard trying to be, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. When Picard is talking with groundskeeper Boothby, Picard's breathing is clearly visible and fog can also be seen in the background, but Boothby's breath cannot be seen. Most likely, the wide shot of the scene and Patrick Stewart's close-ups were shot early in the morning. Then Ray Walston's close-up was shot later in the day when it was warmer, so his breath was no longer visible. I can um, sleep tonight. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Ooh, I was getting worried. All right. Would you rather date Wesley at Starfleet Academy or date grown-up traveler Wesley as seen in Picard or date Jack Crusher? Okay, wait, date, I mean, well, fuck. <laughs> and also, which Jack Crusher, his dad or his the Jack Crusher and Picard. Yeah. His brother. But. Uh, um, I don't want to date up grown-up traveler Wesley just because, like, what if there's a chance that I actually interact with the traveler and then the hands? Yeah. But um, I would date Wesley at Starfleet Academy because I just basically want to go to Starfleet Academy, and then like he would be my cool boyfriend, and then like we would do like studying together. Mm. That's about it. Like I'd it. want to get A's all the way through. Oh no, hanky panky. I'm not interested. Yeah, right. Um, what would you study at Starfleet Academy? Oh well, I like I always figured that I would be in the sciences. So, um, but like specifically, uh, sure. Well, uh, like I don't really want to do what I'm doing now. No offense, anyone that's listening from work. Um, But how about propulsion systems that utilize like it's research into propulsion systems? And like clean energy and renewable propulsion sources. 
fucking Ooh. boring as shit. That's what happens. This is why I'm not in an improv group. Oh, I love it. What would you do? I don't know. Probably go to bed earlier than fucking, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, what would you do? Uh, what, do? Would you date Wesley at Starfleet Academy no. or date grown up Wesley? No, you have neither. One. Oh, or Jack, Jack Crusher. Yeah, I mean, they're all too young. Can I just yeah, they're gross. Captain Shaw? <laughs> like, yeah. um, uh, I would date Jack Crusher to get to Captain Liam Shaw. There you go. Okay. All right. Or, That's a natural progression. Natural step. So. I'm 42 years old. I mean, he's 22. I mean, it's not illegal, but it's not. He's 22. He's, he's supposed, supposed to be 22. Be... I know. <laughs> I know. It's a little rough. Shot up looking 22 year old. Yikes. Um, what would I study at Starfleet Academy? I'd probably, I don't know if this would even be a course or a class or, cause I guess it'd probably be part of the science division, but like the, the botany plant, what 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 could be introduced to earth what could be shared what could be growth mm. for food or like that kind of stuff like Thanks. herbology herbology yeah maybe yeah cool. dirt on your nose just did there. you know did you know <laughs> is this a seer skip it's a skip yeah, it's a fucking skip i wouldn't watch it again i gained nothing do. from it uh the end Okay. All right. Going forward, we now have um, Picard spoilers for episode four, five, six, seven, and eight. I don't uh, know that we have eight. Do okay. we? Wait. No. Did you? Episode four, five, six, seven. Oh, there is. No. Yeah, there is eight. Yeah. All the way, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't write anything. Great. Let's just let's like because this could go crazy. So let's start yeah. with the first episode, number four, no win scenario. Um, what did you think? This episode really landed Shaw as a character for me because up until then I was like, fucking this fucking guy, just go along with whatever, like all the legacy characters want to do. Don't put up so many fucking barriers. And then we see him sitting at the bar and he's talking about how he's some dipshit from Chicago. And then imagine being him and sitting across from Locutus of Borg. Um, yeah. And then, it, and then, as I like to say, the other shoe drops and you understand why he is the way he is being mm -hmm. singled out to get to escape 11,000 dead. And then to still become a captain, um, a functioning captain. And, and now I like him. Yeah. Um, do you want me to just continue with my thoughts on this episode? Yes. Okay. You go, I go, you go, I go. Sure. It just, I, it, felt too much like the end of everything for me with Riker recording a message to Deanna, Jean-Luc wanting mm. to spend time with Jack, Riker oh. telling Picard he was right and, and nothing much more than that. Just like apologizing. It just felt, um, I just felt despair. Like I was on the ship with them yeah. sinking into that gravity well. And I was like, what the fuck? And I and like, it's still in the back of my mind. I hear John going like, I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the flashback when uh, a bunch of Starfleet duds were talking to Picard while he was trying to eat his lunch and Picard said Starfleet was his family. Mm. Jack, uh, 
when he had asked him as a stranger. Um, Meanwhile, he's trying to eat his fucking fish and chips. Like, give him a fucking break. Like, one, yes, obviously Starfleet is your family. That's how I feel about our Trek family. Like, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Two, that wasn't fair of Jack to ask that because he didn't know. Like, Picard didn't know he had a son. Yeah. He probably he probably would have split his fish and chips with him if he found out that Jack was the center, or at least ordered him lunch and potentially pay for it. Mm. Um, hearing about Picard and Crusher's um like Jack Crusher's shuttle experience was scary. I didn't know that they were that close to potentially not making it. And then when Picard said the F word, my six-year-old self was shook. I wrote, shook. Do people still say that? Anyway. Totally. Okay, well, I was shookest. Um, it took Beverly and the others long enough to identify the fucking energy wave. Like, uh, oh, there's something that's rocking the ship every fucking 37 seconds. Uh, it took long enough to notice. I'm really glad it worked and got them out. I love that Riker threw an asteroid at... Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, at Varric? Var- Var- Vatic? Vatic. I wrote Varric like an idiot. I can be an idiot, too. But I think that he should maybe have like told the helm what he wanted to do instead of being like, do we have a tractor beam? Use it and then do a bunch of convoluted stuff that results in us throwing an asteroid at the ship. I would have been like, hey, use the tractor beam to pick up that asteroid and huck it at her. That's what I would have said. The episode (laughs) also had a real feel of like a TNG episode because there was a bit of Captain's Log narration from Picard. And then I realized that this is probably the last season and the last gathering of TNG people. And then I got sad and scared. And then I felt relief because they will live on in the series and in my heart and on my laptop in fan fiction land. (laughs) Awesome. Um, This one, more than any of the other episodes, stood out for the number of Easter eggs I was able to like find in it. Like how they referenced that the holodecks run on their own energy. They brought that up in Voyager. Uh, there was the shout out to Odo where they showed the picture of him when they were talking about the bucket for the changelings. Oh, missed it. And the knife used by Vatic is almost exactly the same as the one Shinzon had in Nemesis. Oh, I knew I recognized it from somewhere. And when Jack was washing his face at the end and had that dream vision, it's like when Picard did the same in the opening scene of First Contact. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, this was the big... Um, Todd Stashwick episode. I mean, his performance as Shaw was just so good in this. Um, and I love that they brought this up and that's what they did with this character was the the Wolf 359 because it's such a good reminder that like, you know, we're watching the show and like, oh no, Picard's the cutest. I'm so worried. But it's like a lot of shit happened. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people had to survive that. And yeah. not only did he have to survive it, but I don't know if you know this, but in Deep Space Nine, Captain or Commander Sisko he the opening scene of the first episode is he lost his wife at the same battle and disliked Picard for it too. Oh um, no so way! It was a really cool like addition because it's like yeah, there's like a, there was a lot of ships involved that day and a lot of people would have a real like hard time, you know, being able to understand like that it wasn't no his way. fault. Like, he had no control. But um, other than that, I mean, it was just, it was such a good episode. And I loved uh, Shaw's sarcasm, like love the view and walking, yeah. talking Clado and all the way he's, like, he just describes things and people. And I like that like, spinning in the chair. It's such a classic villain move. I mean, she's just so good at that role. Uh, I love um, Amanda Plummer. She's so wacky. Um, and Riker threw an asteroid. I mean, yeah, the, what can you, <laughs> that's badass. Did you just that's throw awesome. an asteroid at that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Episode five, imposters. Um, oh, want me to start? 
Sure. Also, I have to pee. Okay. You I'm know what? So go- do I. So I'm going to put let's- this on pause. Okay. Let's pee. Let me just open up Zoom and <laughs> then I will hit pause now. Welcome back. Welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Imposters. <clears throat> um, my favorite things, and I just put a few like point form things. I loved Shaw when he's like, I'm going to let you guys get your bullshit story straight. Like, it's just so cute. He's like, yes. He likes them now. And he's like, you know, being a nice guy. Um, I was so excited to see Kirk uh, Acevedo. Uh, he played Kryn, the badass um, Vulcan in that episode. And he was on Oz. He was Alvarez. Um, oh. And he was also on The Walking Dead. And he was on a TV show called 12 Monkeys with Todd Stashwick, which I really want to watch, but I can't find it anywhere. And it was also written oh. by Terry Metalis, who wrote this season of Picard. So now I'm like more interested. But anyway, it's Kirk- on, it should be on Prime. Is it not? I didn't see it, but I'll have I to do it another was an search. Amazon series. All right. Oh, maybe. I'll look again. Um, yeah. Anyway, he was super rad. Um, he's a great character actor. Um, totally. Shaw throwing out all the previous drama in the turbo lift scene, like the saucer section crashing in the movie generations, the Bakun villager sescapades from insurrection and almost sweeping out humanity and all good things. <laughs> um, I was really excited to see Ro because I really liked that character and the bond that she wanted with Picard. Like I just, I just thought it was a really cool, like just if you're going to bring back somebody, like give them a really good like story arc. Um, the changing straight up suck. And I also was like, what the fuck's going on with Jack? So that's what I wrote. Yeah. For my short notes, I have Rolaren. Why was Picard so upset about having her come back into Starfleet? They set this precedent with Chakotay on Voyager and presumably more since then. But anyway, I guess he's senile and afraid of changelings. So fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Oh, Christ. I don't remember writing this. Her not wearing, so like when Ro wasn't wearing the earring in the holodeck, Mm. I was like, sure, she was a changeling. And then like, John's like, why can't they have a different holodeck program? Like, (laughs) why is it only running this one bar? Um, I love Shaw more and more. Picard says shit, and I don't like that. Uh, it was sad when Ro died, but also I was very impressed with her USB earring and all the work that she did on the theory that Starfleet was compromised. So it's like she's the one who's been working with Worf and oh, Rafi. Yeah, also pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. Um, the, ba- the bounty. Moving on. Okay. Um, I love <laughs> Chateau Picard. It's quite tart. <laughs> Excellent use of the word burgle, Admiral. <laughs> like, there was some really good, like, laughs in this one. Um, when they're at Daystrom, uh, and there's that, that killer attack triple, did you also see yeah. that the the visual skeleton, like, x-ray? It was James T. Kirk. I paused it. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. And then, obviously, Moriarty. We'll talk more about that, because I was so excited for you to see that. And LaForge, uh, his real-life daughter, playing his other daughter. That was pretty cute. So Um, cool. Jordy and his daughter, Sydney, crying and arguing. I thought it was a really powerful like episode like part like arc and like the importance of family and your crew like you know same with then seven's talking to jack like you really get like that's yeah. the, the vibe of like your family is it can be more than just blood it can be like who you work with and whatever um and then i loved when shaw like was gushing and giggling over laforge 
It's been a yes. weird week, but he's like, I'd love to geek out with you. <laughs> and then of course so the classic LaForge, stay away from my daughter. Dad. Oh, <laughs> oh my so God. Good. It was just, there was so many giggles in this episode. I thought personally, like some good one-liners and just like, like not, a, it wasn't like a fluff episode because none of these are fluff episodes, but this one had a couple of good, like little moments of just like. Yeah. For the fans. Just cute. Just you know, I, and, it's uh, yeah. and he's so handsome and he's so funny and he's like, oh I know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I wrote. So many things happened, my brain broke. Oh, no oh, no. Mor- Moriarty. Oh <laughs> <laughs> the Nanny. I so excited. I was like, holy shit. And then yeah, anyway, like it was so cool. Riker smiling after getting punched in the face. I was just like, yeah. Hello. Oh, so hot. Uh, just in capitals, Jordy. Um, in capitals, Brent Spiner's acting triumph. <laughs> you know, like when they turn him oh. on. Here we go. Here it is. My unhinged attraction to lore was confirmed when he came through. Um, so that's an <laughs> that's ongoing thing. thing. Oh, and then man. at the end, like with Deanna, I was like, real? Changeling? What's going to happen here? I know. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, episode 7, Dominion. Ugh. Tuvok? Compromised? OMG? Ugh. The tension in this episode is so intense, and I'm still confused. Amanda Plummer is such a great villain. There was not enough Shaw in this episode, Jordy yep. pleading to Data was straight up amazing. And then I wrote, I'm guessing that the changeling pretended to be Picard to knock up Bev. But I was just like, oh, I was like, that was my weird theory at the time. I didn't write a lot because I don't, yeah, you know, but um, things are getting pretty crazy. Things are getting crazy. Like, and that changelings too- are everywhere. They are like for Tuvok when, when seven was like, Oh, remember when you beat me at blah, blah, blah or whatever. And he was like, that was amazing. I was like, okay, like he's good. And she's like, no. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like do not put me in charge of security or anything (laughs) that requires details or monitoring because you're going to skate right through. Yeah. Um, I didn't make any notes for the next two, but we'll, I'm, I agree with everything you said. I, um, Yeah. The f- uh, fucking changelings, man. Yeah, I mean, it, and if you've if you've watched D Space Nine, then you know a little bit about the backstory, and so it's it it adds to the, the excitement of like, oh my god, the changelings are back, and like they're they're then they're they're different, they're evolved, and now it's like the ethics about like how did this happen, and what could we do to stop them, and who are they, and what are their goals, and who is one and who isn't, but how are they changing, and how are they communicating, and like. It's just absolutely wild. And then Data being back and like how they, they rebuilt him again to be aged. And he's, you know, he's <laughs> know. beat out lore, but he's got bits of lore and B4. And like, yeah, it's just so, yeah, it's just like you can just feel the build up for like the ending of the series. And it's just like, yeah, it is like that. That is coming through each episode. And, every episode I'm reminded of it and it hits me and I'm like, Oh no. Like, I don't want it to be over, but it has to like, it can't go on forever. And like, they're all having fun and these episodes are really good. So I, I feel yeah. okay about it, but. And... Uh, I love the line in episode eight surrender Riker, good in bed, bad at pizza. 
<laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with it. Just order yeah. delivery. Yeah. Um, I liked the line, you can't skip to the end of healing. I thought that was really good. Uh, Worf, <laughs> one's personal space is a right, <laughs> is a right. <laughs> when they're like giving him hugs, when, <laughs> he's like, a personal space is a right. Um, and then his, um, who made the comment, your taste in wine is pedestrian at best. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so many digs at fucking Chateau Picard. Um, and then just the scene at the end, like when they're all around the table, like TNG. Yeah. Oh, I like there they are it. sitting there. Like I, I was just like, holy shit. And like Beverly's like, I thought about all of you all the time. It's like, well, oh. just sent a fucking owl or some shit to say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think? We- what do you predict for the last two? I mean, I've seen one of them, but I won't say anything, obviously, but. Okay. Well, I have one other thing to say about the last episode when <laughs> Worf um, saw Deanna and Riker and the way that he was like Deanna I've counted the days and I was like oh, he loves her he loves her inappropriate <laughs> I know Riker's all jealous oh my god it was so good so anyway cute. okay so I was thinking about this the other day I don't think I'm the type of person that thinks ahead too much because if I figure out what's going to happen I'm kind of like well whatever like I didn't know if Jaws was going to be alive at the end of Jaws I didn't yeah. know if Richard Dreyfus was going to be alive at the end of Jaws. I didn't know that Jaws was going to be dead at the end of Jaws. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Talk about a glitch in the Matrix. But um, so I don't really know what's going to happen. And I don't know that I would want to know. Um, that said, something's got to happen. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I the only thing I can just put out into the universe is please know like main character deaths. Cause I can't handle it. <laughs> like, Oh no, your face. <laughs> Do you I'm think trying- that's going to happen? No, I don't know. Ah, well, I hope not. Yeah. So like, well, also I was kind of glad that data came through at the end, even though lore was like, oh, yeah, make it. I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be the coolest. Um, mass suicide (laughs) god yeah i mean i this the episode ended with troy walking jack through his trying to get through that red door right because he's been having these visions so i'm like what's up with him yeah totally like what why is it because this seems like such a reoccurring theme in like new trek is like someone's having visions of something like it's like yeah. kind of like the red angel in discovery like yeah, it's like I'm seeing yeah. things and i'm like what the fuck is this so um i i just feel like without giving away any spoilers and i'm trying to keep it as vague as possible because there's still don't have nothing i'm bringing up have answers yet mm-hmm. but i hope that there's a way that they tie in like jack it's not just like, oh, let's create drama and have like Picard's unknown son be the victim of tragedy. Like, I hope it really makes sense. Like, there's a really good reason why they're pulling in this character now for this reason and they're reuniting them together for this reason. And they're going to, mm. you know, and I want to see some more throwbacks. Like, I just, I love the Easter eggs. I love that they brought back Brolair and Moriarty. They've made references to other people. Like, I want to see Barkley come back. I really I know. want Barkley, like, shows up on the final episode and saves the day. I, that would be amazing. Or like Chief O'Brien or like, yes, or Keiko or um, Nurse Ogawa. Like, anybody that was like a standout character for a supporting cast like that'd be really cool or even wesley like bring him in somehow if you can like he's the traveler but like that's what i'd like to see um 
I don't know. I really, I mean, I watched the next episode and it was, it was a roller coaster and it was, it had some really awesome, perfect moments in it. Like, I don't know what else yeah. to say. Like it's, it, it's, it's an up, it's a roller coaster episode for sure. And it's tense and it's, Oof. and it's exciting. And when you watch it, you're just going to think, how the fuck do we have one more after this? Like, I want more, I want more, I want more. And like, yeah, people on, t- people on Twitter are screaming for a spinoff show with, with, um, Todd Stashwick as Liam Shaw. I would watch it 100%. Like, I love his character. I love him. He's funny, sarcastic. He's he's Dr. House in space. Oh, my my God. Yes. He's the character that we've been needing. Yeah. An abusive masculine, you know, toxic masculinity. (laughs) God. (laughs) I can fix him. Oh, God. Um, All right. We've got five minutes, and then we're going to get kicked out. So let's just do a quick closeout. Okay. Closing time. We don't have the rights to that song, so I won't sing it again. <laughs> and the dog's snoring and twitching in the background like a Yahoo. Uh, okay, that, my friends, is the first duty. What a treasure. Tune in next time where we pick up kind of where we left off. My personal favorite TNG episode of all time, Lower Decks. <laughs> Yay! Till then, check out our old episodes. If you're new to us, you know we've done a bunch, and some of them are really, really bad. But you know, who cares? they're so bad. Some so of bad. them, we're so drunk. Um, check so out drunk. other, yeah. But, so if you don't want that, go check out other <laughs> amazing podcasts that are part of the fantastic <laughs> Trick Geeks Podcast Network. Just go to the website and search us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Big props and shout outs and hugs to Bill and Dan. Five year mission for the music. Thank you for the music and fan sets. You, the listeners, and everyone who makes this podcast the mediocre success that it is. Um, got an idea for an episode or something fun? Hit me up on Twitter, Van Island Sarah. Uh, do you want to hear unedited recordings of this and hear about our blabber that we talk about before we start recording? Consider joining us on Patreon where you can pay a small little amount to get bonus content and other great things. Until next time, stay within your flight safety parameters. <laughs> or else... Or else <laughs> the blammo. <laughs> Rip. Biff. <laughs>